footy and frothies, Daggy Endabani returned to the Greygums Hotel to review all of round 14. A newsworthy week. Uh, plenty going on in the rugby league world as always. We've got injuries, we've got suspension. We've got Troy Nelly taking out everyone on the way out. See you, Troy. <laughs> Bye, Troy. <laughs> There's Troy. See you, buddy. Drive safe. Uh, and we will, um, <laughs> I guess we to talk about it, don't we? Yeah, we're at the pub, everyone. Uh, what's going on, bud? <laughs> Yeah, no, mate, it's very, very much the same as every other week, pretty much. <laughs> Nothing outstanding this week. I think um, one of my highlights was basically cleaning up the um, the dog refuse in the backyard this weekend. What so a treat for you. <laughs> it was a pretty quiet one. I haven't done it this week, so it's all going to be furry and uh, nice. yuck next week. Thanks for that. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's some real good football over the weekend. A couple of games mm. that were a little bit, of it, little bit off, but <laughs> there was some real good football played as well. So, um some big po- talking points, obviously, in and around Origin, which probably be best left for a couple of weeks, but we'll, we'll touch on them as and we go never, through. We're going to get dragged into them, so <laughs> they're coming. Don't forget, everyone. If you haven't heard enough or argued with us, fuck it's on social media. Now's your time. Um, Yourself, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, very well. Very well. Just gearing up for our busiest time of year. Getting stink eyes from Maroon over there. And, um, uh, yeah, going good. Could have been better if uh, the Tigers weren't fucked as usual, but anyhow, change the habit of a lifetime. We'll get to that. Uh, nah, going well, going well. So Very good. we'll uh, soldier on. We'll just run through some of these headlines. We've got uh, two shows to get through tonight, too. You'll no doubt see the preview shows up by the time you see all of this, but exciting uh, news. Fletcher Baker's officially going to the Broncos. has been rumoured for a couple of weeks. He doesn't really, we haven't seen him all year. No, but, he's been um, pushed to the back burner a little bit. Big body um, and fair enough pickup. I assume he goes up and becomes back. a backup forward up there as well. Because yeah, I suppose they're losing, they're losing flag. The they're, they're, they're losing flag. They're losing. You, you would imagine uh, to Powell's probably his last year this year. Yeah, um, we'll get so. to have a pick. Some of the young blokes were good this week. They were. Uh, Chris Potato stays at the Dogs for an extra year, <laughs> and they've signed immediately Ethan Quay. Ward for 18 months, so right. next season in a bit, he's a Brisbane reserve. Will Warbrick, three-year extension, so he's, he'll be the Melbourne winger for the foreseeable future, I'd imagine. Officially, Weary Hargraves and Tupo, for better or worse, are staying for another year. I haven't seen a lot of them this year, but they can't fault them, really. And uh, Daniel Anderson has re-signed with the Sharks till 2025. I assume he just shadows... Bubba Kennedy for that time. Yeah, Maybe gives you a bit of a half cover. Be interesting to see when uh, the wheels turn in terms of maybe Trindle coming into six or or otherwise after this week particularly. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you'd think Moylan wouldn't have more than a couple of years left in him, but um, it's interesting the way that that'll play out. Um, we've only ever seen him what, once or twice at the back there for the Sharks and um, put in a decent performance, but yeah. Um, Probably replaces Connor Tracy. I wouldn't imagine Tracy stays there past this year. But no, he might be the one on the uh, on the horizon, going somewhere else with a few other rosters looking to clean out, or at least Parramatta looking for an X factor. He probably fits that bill a little bit with mm-hmm. uh, Walker Blake leaving and can play a bit of halves, can play can cover halves, can mm-hmm. play this pinch back row even. I suppose not that Parramatta need it, uh, and a mail around that the Tigers have told Bloor, Simpkins. And Anofaluma, they can look elsewhere next year. Allegedly, that's right. going to Fairfax, I believe. Okay. Reported elsewhere. Uh, I know Talon De Silva's got future superstar reps. He's uh, carved up all the rep footy and um, 
made his flag debut this yeah, week. Yeah, well, Nofa seemed to be a bit on the nose for the last, what, 18 uh, months yeah. or so. He's been good this year. Um, Can't fault yeah, anything yeah. he's done this year. But um, I suppose they've got uh, yeah, underage players in the form of Josh Faladay and... Uh, very, very Charlie little value out of floor and uh, yeah, so. they got you know big bodies. Tupa Talao's going as well, but there's bodies around that can cover that, I suppose. Uh, Bloor, they haven't got much out of. I believe he's on real big money too. He's on, he was signed on six hundred ish, and he's playing reserve grade, so <laughs> can understand that. And Simpkins has had a good year, but mm. uh, Appy's there, and as I said, to Silver probably leaps him soon. Could he? He could end up. Uh, couldn't have, couldn't have with the Dragons, who knows? Uh, but he's had a good year. He's, he's, he's a first-grade hooker. He's just not happy Coruscant, I guess, for lack of a better... Anything else to add to that? <laughs> no, not really, mate. Um, yeah, there's always rumours, especially around this time of year, with um, so many players coming in and out of rosters with injury and um, suspension and all the likes through the origin period. But um, I, I don't think you'll see a lot of movement for the next probably four to six weeks until everything settles yeah. back down and everyone knows exactly what their rosters are doing. So Exactly. Uh, what's deadline these days? I don't even know. August now, isn't it? <sighs> Used to be June 30, but... Fuck yeah, I think it's now <laughs> August or something. Anyway. Judiciary uh, news. I don't think there were... Uh, Swali got three weeks is the main one mm. for rising and needing to... Um, Marnie's head. He's um, he has form. Obviously, it's happened uh, two out of the last, I think, three or four weeks. But this was probably the least offensive out of the <laughs> out yeah. of the previous two. Yeah. The two beforehand were probably worse than this one. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know. Apparently, they've they've already given him a directive before this week, and it happened again. So I remember, I I think it was in the last year they specifically wrote to the Roosters to tell him to stop. So I assume it's not there's any carryover, but I assume. They've just seen it and gone bang. Mm. I was a bit surprised, to be honest. I oh, thought three weeks week is extreme. Most, I thought yeah. a week, given what we see in terms of cannonballs and even then, it, it, you know, <laughs> I'm sure you could probably pinpoint so many different examples of, the, of a very similar thing, especially in the forwards, uh, week in, week out. So it's a funny. One. It's, it's. I mean, you know, I guess if someone had, if you'd been defending and smack someone in the head, you get three weeks. So well, maybe. Tino's forearm, the what two weeks ago yeah. was just as bad. So. Yeah. No, that's true. That's no charge. Maybe an apple it was against the same bloke too, wasn't it? Poor Reed get, getting a forearm to the face. I'm pretty it's sure. Not a direct comparison, but it's pretty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he got off, didn't he? So, but yeah. of course, uh, Swali, no one wants him around Origin apparently because uh, <laughs> it's bad PR. But Tino straight in. Anyway, with uh, injury on that, he will be missing. Uh, he got clout carried category two, so they're going to okay. try and get clearance for this week. And these be approved by an independent doctor. Tommy Turbo was approved by an independent doctor, and he can play this week. Apparently, yeah. After getting a category never, one, now apparently it was never a category one. Okay, so, so whatever they reported on the on the night was bullshit. Yeah, okay. Uh, Olam, Rocco Berry, and Jack DeBellum are all category ones. Mm-hmm. They're out this week. Dave Feed has been left out this week uh, after displaying post-game symptoms. Okay. Real shame to see him sit out this week. Uh, Murray and Mitchell are both out, being kept for origin, more or less. I just looked at who they're playing this week. Yeah. <laughs> Big shame. And Big shame. Uh, Brad yeah. Parker, four to six weeks <laughs> officially uh, for his elbow. The two or three other big ones, Tom Gilbert's season. Yes. Uh, apparently a bit of bone came away when he dislocated that, so it doesn't sound pleasant. And uh, a yeah. road to recovery there, so all the best to him. 
and Jai Arrow is six to eight weeks in dysmosis. And the big one, well, I guess the bigger one, is uh, Nathan Cleary, six to eight weeks with a hamstring, uh, a decent tear. It wasn't uh, encouraging watching him walk off. It was proven that way. Now we get to have all the well, fun. Did we hear anything about Murray? No, only rested this week. Only is words, all I've words said, said uh, so far. So that didn't look good either. No, no I didn't. No, and I would. We'll see. I assume he gets rested until I. Return. I assume then it'll be up to the New South Wales doctors, doctors. to yeah. to decide on him. Apparently, Latrell's not fantastic either. There's um, mm. yeah, well, he's been rested again. This yeah, week too. so he's still in the same boat there. I guess it opens up, and as you said, we've got we'll have actual teams next Monday to talk about, but. It's the big talking point. Clear is out. Does Nico walk straight in? How are you, how are you so. seeing? It's a, it's always a two-pronged question when we talk origin and a bit sort of pointless because the way we would look at it is probably very different than mm. our selectors look at it. Given all the raving and ranting about combinations, does Nico walk straight in? Does Luai stay? Et cetera, et cetera. What are your thoughts quickly, I guess? I think they'll try to for probably minimal change as possible. Uh, I, I think you'll see... Nico come in and uh, Luai stay there for the for this game. Um, someone like Keon Kulamatungi probably comes in to fill a spot just because he's um you know he has looked quite good coming back and he was very good before his injury so I wouldn't be surprised if they bring him in to fill up one of those uh, back row spots with a bit of extra size there. But um, yeah, I don't think they'll be trying to change a whole lot in coming in. For myself, I'd probably be bringing Walker and Walker in to partner. Reynolds? Nico. Okay. No, I'd leave Nico there. I think his kicking game's been uh, quite good and he just offers that little bit more... Um, it's a bit more uh, options in attack, to be honest. He, will, he does float to both sides of the field. He's got probably got a, a stronger running game than, than Reynolds does. And um, you know, what, what, you, what you miss out on, on a kicking game, you, I think you pick up in a running game and a, and a passing game out of Nico. Is so. there a concern that there's right. no kicking game in any of the spine with Nico? Nico yeah, hasn't done a bad job it. with his kicking. He's been okay. Um, yeah. I wouldn't have him in the top five, but he's Probably not far not. off. Mm. Just in terms of he's a running half, mm-hmm. Blue Eyes a running half, uh, and a skipping and jumping and spinning in circles half. Appy doesn't have a kicking game per se, mm. and Teddy doesn't. Whereas you look at, um, you know, Walsh, DCE, Munster, Harry Grant, Ben Hunt. No, oh, Walsh doesn't really kick, but yeah, everyone well, else got, you've named yeah, yeah. does. Yeah. He does so. it. It's, again, short, you know, not probably similar. You'd probably comparable, really, to Teddy. Mm. So perhaps the concern, whether they freak out at Shadows, and I don't think they're going to freak out and just strip out everyone and put the South team in. Mm. Uh, I think they go Nico and Luai as well, because... Or I could see Luai going to 14. Yeah. Because I don't think I want to just axe Luai, despite the fact... Um, Leave it at that. Um, <laughs> look, I could understand. I think Cody Walker's a form five out of the comp now, so I could understand Absolutely. him coming in. Got more and if, if they do push, given how combo driven they seem to be, if they do push to Reynolds, Reynolds, Walker, Graham, Latrell, Cook, thing. I don't think. I think Appy was was fine, so I don't think Appy's on in danger. They might play two. Um, so I think they probably should play two. Then to be that might be more likely. Mm. Uh, if it was me, who would I pick? That's a good question. I hadn't really thought about it. I wouldn't, you know, I don't want to specifically go into bat for him, but I wouldn't be offended by Mitch Moses either because I think he's been, despite the reputation, he was quite good last year's final series. Mm-hmm. Gives you a 
bloke capable of kicking 800, 900 metres if they need it. Um, but I don't think New South Wales has a back foot halfback, whereas Queensland do. Not particularly. Reynolds no. would be the closest to that option, okay. I would imagine. And Yeah, that's right. And, and his positives, just to touch on them, are obviously spent most of his time at Suncorp, mm-hmm. uh, has a combination with, with Walker, who we said, Cook, if they bring and then um, yeah. kicks goals at 89% or whatever it is. So, uh, again, wouldn't be offended. You know, do, do you – he's no different. You, you lose in defence without Cleary there, but I don't think there's any – couldn't think of a, a halfback in the comp good defensively as Cleary. So no. you can do that anyway. So uh, I, I, I think it would probably be Nico, but I, Reynolds wouldn't shock me. Yeah, Reynolds and Walker wouldn't surprise me whatsoever, but I'm pretty sure – I'd think they'd be going with Nico as he was already part of the squad and in the training setup and all, yeah. all the rest of that. And um, if they do bring uh, Campbell Graham back in with the, you know, if the sternum injury is okay, uh, wouldn't surprise me if they do push to have Walker aside, aside Nico and then um, Cook probably come into the fourteen to add some sort of, yeah. um, you know, I, second I just, option. I just feel I couldn't imagine Brandy and Freddie dropping the like cold. That's yeah. what I'm. Yeah, probably sort of. not. I, mean, I, I can, but I don't think they would, given <laughs> where they've stuck otherwise. I think it's a big game for Luai because I think if they lose, we don't ever see him in Origin again. They may play. They may just bring Walker in to play 14. Well, if you can or, do that, I would play Luai 14 because he can play a bit of, you know, his footwork's going to be better at dummy half. They didn't really, he doesn't really cover in other spots apart from running out of the ruck. And yeah, it's all very six. speculative at anyway, the moment. We've still got a whole week of footy to go before, the, you know, half of them Queensland, could get injured Queensland this are looking for but, two... Back rowers, back rowers, yeah, or forwards. Well, I dare say Christian Walsh just comes back in, plays in the middle, yeah. uh, plays that Tom Gilbert sort of role, um, and then you'd be—I wouldn't be surprised if Nanai just comes straight back. He was into pretty this good team. actually, Nanai. Yeah. I think Horsburgh missed his moment. He wasn't, he didn't blow Nanai away on Friday night. Well, yeah, I but think we it, know Mo's there, but he's not going to play in the Walsh middle. Walsh or Horsburgh, I think, is more. Uh, of the the other, any other bloke that the, the the other nice safe one you can crack glass for is Capel. Mm. Or Kafusi, who was you've, oh, you've got both of them actually. Kafusi mm. is is he back? Did he get three weeks? Two weeks? Yeah, he's back. So yeah, Kafusi come straight in. So it'd be Kafusi, and whether they go Capel or or Welsh, Horsburgh. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say I'd, I reckon yeah. Capel wouldn't be far away. And I thought I was just thinking during that Brisbane game, there he is. Anyway, um, anything else you want to touch on? Not particularly. Let's get into round 14, where uh, I thought all bar a handful of the Origin players that backed up were absolutely sensational. Like every Origin player, bar some injured ones. uh, Were absolute standouts. And and we'll talk about the Penrith ones, but they were fucking pretty good as well. Um, We're all standouts. Absolutely stands out. Headed by Appy here, who was sensational on a two-day backup playing 60 minutes. But you can do some stats if you'd like. Yeah, so we had three tries apiece, three out of three conversions for the Tigers, oh, for both sides, sorry. One out of one penalty attempts for Canberra. One out of two field goal attempts for the Tigers and a missed field goal attempt for the Raiders. 73% completion, played 78%. Mm. 650 plus running metres and 143 plus post-contact metres for the Tigers. Uh, seven line breaks to zero. <laughs> 50 tackle bust to 18. 11 offloads to five. One... <laughs> Fuck me. Those st- stats are outstanding. One force dropout to zero. A 40-20 for Canberra. 348 tackles played, 363. 15 errors from the Tigers, eight from Canberra. Four penalties conceded to six. 
Four ruck infringements against Canberra. Four inside the 10 against Canberra. And a sin bin against Canberra. Buller with 111 supercoach points. Bateman with 102. Did you and say four ruck infringements? Yes. Is that all? Four ruck infringements, four inside the 10. Fair enough. Apparently. Okay. <laughs> 11, 111 supercoach points for Buller, 102 for Bateman, 97 for Fogarty. <coughs> I put it to you, mm. young Barnabas. Right, mate. Does the West Tigers have the best forward pack in the comp? They've won the stats, just the front five, mm-hmm. have won the stats every game this year. Bar Brisbane, Pope, I think, have won the, the their own matchup every game this year. They'd be in the top four. Well, they own this one, who mm. you speculated last week with Tarpani and Corsbred was in his little... Yeah, there was only two blokes that really put it towards uh, mm. the Tigers. They got rolled through the middle um, consistently. And it was on the back of it, ended up... Uh, Fogarty had to kick him out of shit, to be honest, especially early in this game when they were just getting belted through the middle of the field. And they still somehow ended up down in the Tigers... <laughs> the Tigers' defensive zone quite a bit in the first half. But, um, yeah, they they're definitely yeah, top three or four in the competition. Oh, like they, they don't get they don't get beaten in the middle very often. I'd say Warriors and Broncos maybe slightly ahead, and then yeah, Tigers would be slotting in around that second. I think or third that's a fair position. a fair one. I think you've unfortunately for the Penrith fans they won't hear it, but I don't think they've got the. I know a lot of them are injured, but I don't think they. They don't have the power the in the back row that anymore. they've had recently. No, that's right. Over the last um, few years, like they've still got blokes that are doing a job and. Crashing in for tries and stuff like that, but they're not bending the line back when they get outside no. their halves. Like but I, th- I think in terms to... of a litmus test, if you are, if you polled judges, mm. they would have a Raiders forward back in the top handful, yeah. and they bossed them here. So yeah, absolutely. They Unfortunately, did. the rest of the field was less bossed. Uh, actually, well, <laughs> no, in, in, in truth, it wasn't. As, as you said, the stats, the, the Tigers yeah. should have won this game, um, and it gave Alice came out and told us just as much afterwards, which made us all feel so much better. Um, <laughs> after that. Brooks one should have been a penalty, but ultimately they didn't convert for 65, 66 minutes uh, when they should have. And common, yeah, common don- denominator of the Tigers' years not not being able to cash in on the, you know, on the dominance basically through the middle of the field. Um, really did come back to I think Fogarty's kicking game, and this was fantastic. His long kicking game really turned you guys around and um, made you work off your back end. And there was a couple of errors in there which were very untimely, which let um, Canberra camp down your end there for for a couple of couple of sets, which they probably didn't deserve uh, on the back of what the, the middle forwards were doing. Um, another forty twenty from Whiten that was just kicked at a perfect time to, to change the momentum of the match, but. Um, it's a strange game, man. Turned like there was two try assists off the posts. Yeah. Both Fogarty's tries come off kicks that just grow. Like obviously you got to put yourself in the, those positions, and he was it was an intentional play to try and get the ball to. You know, mm. He wasn't expecting to score a try out of it, but he was expecting it to bobble around and maybe somebody else dive on it. Yeah. But he just happened to be the guy that got into that right position. Um, there was you know. Another grubber that turned into a try that probably could have not been a, you know, not been a try in, in that game. Um, and um, the other try was just Buller's first big mistake of his career. Yeah, absolutely. Just dropped um, a bomb, um, which White, you know, wasn't an easy one, but he, he has been holding onto them. Yeah, uh, both teams seemed to just sort of camp down each other's end for a fair bit, and um, the Raiders just got away with it. You know, obviously, they they managed to cash in early and score. A couple of tries with kicks that bounced around and just obviously got the bounce of the ball. Um, 
Fuck the Tigers look good for 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> it, it's so, it is so, I'll tell you this now, and I know I, I live in the world, I, I know I've got one eye, yeah, yeah. but as you know, doing a show of me and as you know, I don't particularly have a rose-coloured tint it's not to the glasses. Yeah. It, it's sometimes <laughs> But I swear for 15 or 20 minutes, I was, and I was sitting over there, yeah. I was watching the game going, like, they look like a good, like, they look like Top a genuine team. good yeah. team. Like yeah. the, and particularly Absolutely. the ball movement between the forwards mm-hmm. uh, and just some of their interchange. You just say going, this is a top quality rugby league team. But then all of a sudden it's half time and it's eight and it's 89. I'm going, what the f-? Like it just and, – and, you know, I followed them long enough to know where they can fuck shit up. But <laughs> th- th- as you said, there's just these moments where you just go, these are – they're yeah. onto something here. And, yeah, they're absolutely bossing the game. Could not convert in the first half. Couldn't convert for a good part of the second half either, but then there was that 10 or 15-minute period where they just absolutely tore strips off off the, the Raiders. It was, what, five sets of footy, and they put on nine, yeah. 19 points in five sets of football. They scored in three back-to-back sets, scored three tries in back-to-back sets, and then a fucking lovely field goal from Brooks too. Yeah. The just angle just it. was yeah. it was ugly. You know, you would not want to be in that position kicking for a field yeah. goal, and he just managed to strike it perfectly down there. And... I thought the game was over then, to be honest. Yeah, I so thought it was just, you know, t- if, if it was anyone the but the Tigers, because yeah. uh, you know, I've been there, Dean has seen it before, I, <laughs> I would have thought the same, but I knew there was a you know, a good friend of the show, Dean, who follows the Raiders, mm. shook my hand and said, oh, well, you know, we fucked that up, but more or less. And uh, there, and then what happened, happened. Look, look at the stats. There was only one bloke in that Tigers team, that uh, Tigers starting 13, that didn't run for over 100 metres. Yeah. And that was Appy, who ran 77, and I think he only had six runs or something. Mm. <laughs> Six or seven runs. Yeah. Everybody in that entire – 12 out of those 13 all ran over 100 metres. There's four or five blokes that ran 200 metres and they were just absolutely dominating uh, with the ball in hand. But there was also a couple of lapses in defence as well. Like yeah. To be honest, there was a couple of times that Canberra should not have gotten as far down the field as they did, which ended up in attacking kicks and led to points. So. Mm. It's um yeah it's a bit of a double edged sword there. Um, Ultimately, it was um, like I said, two ricochets and a and a drop ball led to the, all the Canberra's points. I was quite old overall. Um, I thought they defended pretty well um, when yeah. they had to in that red Just zone. Just a couple uh, of lapses. Um, and, yeah, Canberra, you got to give them a bit of credit as well because in that first half there was two or three opportunities that. You should have scored off. Yeah. And the scramble was fantastic well, that to was, shut it that down. That was my next point. Um, if we're going to wrap Brisbane later, which I know we are, you've, I suppose you've got to wrap the Canberra defence. Yeah. Yeah, especially uh, early, uh, especially through that first half and early into the second half. They're, um, yeah, they're really building their season on grit and determination and they've come back a long way from where they were. At, what was it? There was about a five-game run, game run there where we were we, almost writing yeah. them off for the season. and. It's just something's something's flicked the switch in them, and they've really turned it around, and they've they've putting in effort after effort, and it's the only reason they got away with this game at the end of the day. Um, there, there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, Sutton didn't control the ruck until the last fifteen minutes. Mm. There's a lot of resets on the first and second where Canberra are happy to be offside to reset. That's ridiculous. There's rolls on, like and they, well, the Canberra the fact there was the sin bin put up in the first twenty and then it's that a should have game. come probably four sets earlier. So to a lot be of honest. that attack was cruelled, um, very for for that especially probably the early part of that second. I swear half. the Tigers had about eight or nine repeat sets and there was just mm. consistent. Yeah. For for eight or nine sets but for that a good was some 10 of the minutes, worst. Just I'm going to I'm interested to see uh, one. 
I, I know it's happened with Canberra before, and I know they're one of them in Melbourne are some of the worst culprits for it. Uh, I'm interested to see how, if it's followed up on this week, I'll probably be watching it more than usual, and whether there's a directive at some they point. They just went out of their way to continually give away fucking penalties and And, and, and the, game, the game that um, they get pinged for it, that it, the restart's 8-0, Ricky will come and fucking win. No, Rick, and Ricky will whinge. Yeah, oh, it's it 30, 18 but. restarts. But... Ice was unlucky. Just the fact that he slid in, took the feet out, has to be a penalty at the end of the day, but he dove from so far out. He did everything he could not to make contact, and the bloke was just sliding across the crowd. The, the thing <laughs> so. is, exactly right, and anyone who wants to write in and tell us we're wrong, but what else could he have done in that situation? You're trying to stop a field goal. Apart from no attack to the of, side there was and no try to angle across there was in no, front of him. But or like tuck your arms and army roll. <laughs> <laughs> like... like yeah, there was nothing else in the situation. I felt sorry for him. I felt sorry yeah. for ah uh, for the Tigers. Absolutely. I felt sorry for me. Um, <laughs> but it it just happens to the Tigers and has for yeah. Um, yeah, the Raiders really got off got away with this one off the back of a really strong kicking game out of Fogarty. It was fantastic. Uh, he obviously, kicks three kicks coming directly from tries, turning the. I think he kicked for about six hundred meters when. None of their forwards. I think it was two blokes that made over 100 metres. They they really were not making metres through the middle of the field. And um, when they needed them, it was came off Fogarty's boot to turn turn the uh, Tigers around and then they did their work from there. Um, I thought uh, Nofaluma, Toa and Stefano were pretty strong for the Tigers. It's pretty hard to pick one that wasn't real good for the Tigers, to be honest. But um, Clemmer, Brooks and Wakeham, Papa Lee were all very good as well. Uh, but... Buller and Bateman were the best two Tigers on the field. Those two, the last three weeks, have probably been close to your best week in and week it's out for the last three weeks. amazing the rise of, uh, of Buller from yeah. where six games in and he's now, uh, well, in, even through the Supercoach pylon, he's now going to be captain or vice-captain well, The best weeks. part is he, was, um, he started from a defensive base. So yeah. the two really big things that picked out for me was his one-on-one defence and his defensive positioning. So, you know, positioning against kicks and all that kind of stuff, which is the things that you find most fullbacks struggle with for a long, long time. So if you're building your base on that and you already know you're quick and you're strong and you've got all the rest of it to build on top of it, the kid could be fucking a superstar in five or six years from now. Yeah. The way he's progressed just in in these six games. three weeks we've seen his attack. Mm. Uh, They had... He went through twice untouched where he gave it to Pole, who just got chopped down and then knocked on. They probably should have scored mm. around there. Um, his, his ability to his support play and his, his ability now, which we said will take time mm. a few weeks back, to pick when to run and pick when to just pop that pass to already, the edge. You've already, you watch him. Watch him again this week. And I can tell you who he's following. He's following Bateman. Yep. He's following Stafford Toa. And he's following... Uh, Papa Lee, yeah. you can see it. Every time they start moving with the ball, he's tracking him behind him yeah. and watching what's happening because he knows that good things are going to come off yeah. off the back of those three blokes. So he, he seems like a yeah pretty intelligent footballer and he started with a real good defensive base. So I, I can't see that going wrong. And Bateman's been brilliant. Um, you know, the, he started a little slow first couple of weeks and there's all the talk about him being injured over in England and I don't know, maybe he just wasn't happy over there. <laughs> maybe he just wanted to get back to Australia. But he's yeah. been um, He's been fantastic the last three weeks in a row uh, for you guys. Couldn't agree more. He's um, um He's been sent. He made 44 tackles, I think, as well. Mm. 
but just um, he throws big bodies around, but he's attacking. And I wouldn't mind seeing him, if not eventually, sooner rather than later, end up uh, at lock, just yeah. so he's got his hand, just to have his hands in the ball a bit more. Just if he's doing the yo stuff in a, you know, the freaky way he can at times. Um, that's scary for, mm. for some opposition news, but obviously he's doing pretty Absolutely. well at the moment. And he's, he seems to think a bit more like a half than a than a forward yeah. as well. So well, even he's always looking for other options try on and trying to set was, other people up. And, he, he saw yeah. his time and space and dive through. And mm. I um, thought Rappiner and Hopper were okay for the for the Raiders. Tomoko was probably the best of their back five. Um, Young and Horsbro were were probably two of their better players as well. But um, Tarpanay was their best player. Was their best forward, sorry, and Fogarty mm. was probably the, the best player. It's hard because Brooks had some really good moments, and this I, is probably close to the best game that he's played. I thought for a about long that time. today, uh, right. in terms of it just in my three two, like you know, we're talking about mm. points. You, you, I almost consider Brooks for four points, but given mm. the fact we didn't score any till sixty five, I think you've got to hold that against him a little yeah, bit. So, um, but his running game's fan, he's now got his running game down pat. Whatever they're doing mm. with him, I'd be happy to see. Him stick around he's for exploring a, year a lot of options too. He did. Um, he did create a lot of different um, shapes and, that he threw at. Yeah. at Canberra it, it, as well. It'll be but very interesting either if they do get a say a Mitchell Pierce for a year or a, a controlling half, which is mm-hmm. their dream. Um, but the half combination, I think, is working at the as well as it can at the moment. Uh, and Wakem, Wakem's there a minimum wage. He's come over as a minimum wage. You're getting an eighty percent, eighty plus percent goal three kicker, out of four good games and, out of him, you know and I mean? he's doing his job. I can't knock what he's done. He's had, I think, had, I can only probably think of one of the early games he's average, and then yep. the rest he's been good. So, um, I had Fogarty with three points. I had Bateman with two, and then I get Buller the one. But. Isn't that funny? Because that's what I've done too. <laughs> uh, and if you had have made a case for Bateman on losing side, I wouldn't have argued. But given for what Fogarty did. Scored all well, the points and, in every point, yeah, and, uh, and yeah. six hundred plus kicking meters on the back foot uh, has to be given a big tick. So yeah, I agree. Uh, honorable mention to Appy on the backup played sixty minutes, and I thought absolutely. he was absolutely fantastic for a lot of it. Uh, his stats didn't necessarily um, show that. And Brooks has got to be mentioned in the same thing. I thought, yeah, know, what what he did, he, he stood up when well, they were iced, needed, He but... actually iced a game. Yeah. They lost after the fact, but he iced the game. So yeah. it's a. Uh, all we need sometimes. And it's like we haven't really touched on. I do want to mention Polo Fanua Pole in that mm-hmm. in the start of that comeback. Yeah. Watch go back and watch his kickoff runs. Mm. Each time they scored, it was Spencer Lenny level, like yeah, yeah, yeah. let's get going here, boys. I've noticed that over the um, last probably month or so. I, He's really picked up on his yeah, aggression. I'd almost be interested to see him as if they if they do say get a Frizzell. And can move Bateman to lock. See him as him as, as the Lenu. Oh no, yeah. Had him has him in. Just come on after twenty five and, and monster some people. Um, but he's still great. He's only eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, like, it's exciting stuff. Just quickly on both these teams. Um, and I won't do this for every game. I know I said a lot, but it's an interesting one. Given the fork in the road, mm. Canberra's got a softish draw. He's still comfy. They're going to be okay. Or is it cracks here? Or is it just Tigers seem to particularly? Playing pretty well. Obviously, he probably should have won four of the last five. Maybe they're maybe they've well, hit a team probably on the won two or three games that they shouldn't have won. Yeah, and, that, and winners win. So that now sort of sits him in the in the pole position to slide into that seventh or eighth position. Yeah. To be honest, uh, just where they're sitting on the ladder and, and the draw to come. Um, Tigers still got a bit of work to do, but they've mm. proven that they can match it with the teams in and around six, seven, and eight. So both teams have a sympathetic draw. Mm. Uh, I think this. I think. Tigers 
hit Melbourne without any Origin players and the Roosters, who you, you probably can put a pen through, without any Origin 2 players, I think. Yeah. So, um, interesting times ahead, I guess. Yeah, I guess I, I there's part of me that think if you're another team, you'd probably rather not play the Tigers than the Raiders immediately, but the Raiders are winning. So, mm-hmm. um, and a, a pretty origin proof unless DC goes down and there's a big discussion around Fogarty. Yeah, I don't, unlikely. Alrighty, Saturday kicked off 30 to 8. The Warriors once again at home uh, put away a decent team in a pretty, pretty impressive fashion by the end of the game. Absolutely. What do you make of what the stats say? And, uh, you may have first crack at it. Yeah, we had five tries to two, five out of five conversions for the Warriors and two missed conversions for the Dolphins. 75% completion played 79%, 386-plus run metres and 149 post-contact metres for the Warriors. Nine line breaks to six, 22 tackle busts to 17, six offloads to nine, 365 tackles played 383, three intercepts to one, which was an interesting one that stood out for me in this one. Don't normally mention that, but um, yeah, quite a few intercepts in this game, 10 errors from both teams, six penalties conceded from both teams, one ruck infringement against the Warriors, one inside the 10 against both teams, and a sin bin for the Dolphins. Sean Johnson with 127 supercoach points, 114 for Jermaine Asako and 103 for Chance Nickel Clockstad. I think I got the clean sweep in this game. First try scoring man of the match. And oh, nice. I, mean, um, I probably got the margin wrong. Glad you didn't Maybe put him in a multi. But, but um, GT will sort all <laughs> out for us, won't you, Greg? Uh, this uh, New Zealand's just a different world for the Warriors. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Getting back there. But they were pretty impressive. They were physical, as they have been all year. But mm. it came from a couple of, um, well, Fenil Blake was phenomenal again, but a couple of the uh, other ones, now he's got some support, were pretty good. I thought Barnett had a pretty good return. I think you're going to yep. probably touch on him. He's and, been out for a while. So, and yeah. uh, Neocora had a big game. Did um, have a big game. So they've now got a, and, and Tor, who did his usual stuff, they all, they're a good forward back there in the conversation mm. that we just had. So... Uh, that all led to Sean Johnson being able to produce two running tries and I think it's almost a self-fulfilling thing with him where now he's back in form, teams are starting to hang back again and he can get his running game back, which is all we ever hear about. Oh, so. mate, he fucking absolutely turned back time in this game. He fucking... I swear that bloke's got a time machine at the moment because he looked like a completely different player. He's playing better footy than what he was playing mm. six, seven years ago. Like... <laughs> I know they're only short runs, but he beat three and four blokes in both yeah. of those runs that led to tries. Uh, left foot step, left foot step, palm, uh, shimmy, shimmy, shake, stop, start, and then <laughs> score a try next to the post. Like He was fucking phenomenal in this game. And the best part about it is he's been so good this year, but it's been more about his game management with his kicking and his ball playing. And then to, to put, his, put his running game back in, in this one... Um, I don't know if the jersey might have had something to do with the time <laughs> machine. He thought he was Stacey Jones back there in the original Warriors kit, but fuck, he looked good in I this game. I wonder how how much of it was hamstrings and legs. I wonder how much of it. Maybe there's a maybe there's something to it. Like you, you've seen a little bit of Luke Brooks. You piece 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 back together, and the whole package suddenly is there. Two and, and a half years away from your family as well. Can't yeah, help can't help. With absolutely. COVID um, situation. Like he, had, he did have a couple of really top-class games for the Sharks as well, but they were few and far between. And um, 
I think a lot of it's got to do with the fact that he's back at home. He can, you know, he, he can do his thing. He can be around who he wants to be around, do what he mm. wants to do. Um, we saw at the start of the year he looked fitter than he has for a long time. Um, back to his, back to um, as fit as he possibly can be. And, yeah, he um, absolutely grabbed this game by the throat and shook the absolute shit <laughs> out of it. He was in everything. Like, you mentioned those guys like Cairns, Nickel Clockstad and Nia Cora that were busting holes and causing problems out wide, but it doesn't come without without Sean Johnson holding up the inside defenders, yeah. goose-stepping, throwing short passes and putting blokes through holes. Like, it was, yeah, it was a display... They haven't seen out of Sean Johnson for a long time. It was fantastic. That uh, home away from home has to have a big part of it because he was offered more money at the Tigers next year, and he said, "No, I'm staying in New Zealand." I think Webster's since said yep. he's got a job as long as he, you know, as long as he wants it. So I could imagine him going around again and doing the same. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah both teams came away. out with the same game plan. They've they've both played this game plan for the majority of the year. We're going to be real strong through the middle of the field and play reactive football off the back of any opportunities that come from it and they just absolutely crucified the Dolphins um, Dolphins were quite strong in the first half obviously it was a real close game for 45-50 minutes of this game and um, did come back a lot of it came back to Milford's brain explosion yeah. with his very very late hit and um, which got him 10 minutes in the bin and straight off the back of that the Warriors cashed, cashed in with two tries and then they just looked in complete control from that point on um, there was really nothing the Dolphins could do. While they were still being tough enough in the middle of the field, their outside back started to really start getting scrambled with um, the ball movement and the kicking game from Sean Johnson, and, yeah, they, they just tore them apart. Um, just the, the fast ball movement, they're really – a thing for me this year that seems to upset defences more than anything is really quick, short passing. Yeah. You know, come towards the line and then bang, 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 two, three – back-to-back passes and then maybe a change of angle on the back of that and then it just pulls defences apart. It's probably been the same thing for this, since the beginning of time, but um, it's, I've really noticed when, when teams are on the front foot and rolling through the middle and then they start putting back-to-back short passes together, they, they really crucify a team. I think, yeah, in a defensive structure where you're so much on your man either sliding, like more often not sliding and trying to follow it, mm. becomes that... Um, it becomes obvious when it's done at high quality and high pace. Yeah. And, um, yeah, towards the back end of this game, they really did that. Um, Dallin had another fucking How good is he going? amazing He's game. He could have scored five tries. <laughs> a bit of luck he scores five or six tries. Runaway yeah. intercept to finish off it's, the match. It's funny how confidence is uh, breeds... Um, breeds... All success, success, breeds confidence. Success, and he looks bigger. He looks like a, just looks like a monster now when he touches the ball. Um, pat fast, quick. Lionel um, Richie. <laughs> yeah, <Lionel Richie. laughs> you got a bit of the Lionel Richie um, about him, but The times at the dogs and he just looked like a beaten man, small, mm, you know. Yeah, and now he's carrying himself like a ball beater and looks like one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they cruised away at the back end of this game. There wasn't really much the Dolphins could do about it. Barnett, Pompey and, and Metcalf were all good for the, the Warriors. Metcalf got a bit more involved. I was going to get your thoughts on him because uh, I know he had the try there. and um, His running game was strong. Was probably yeah. didn't get involved as much as he could have with the with the ball playing and stuff like that. But, he's, yeah, his running game was very strong. Um, where where was I? Um Tessie New, SASA and Katoa were pretty good as well for the for the Dolphins. If you go, you know, they're probably around the same sort of mark as the three I mentioned for the Warriors. Uh, you go to Ray Stone, I thought had a really good game for the Dolphins. Enormous in our defensive work. I did Wallace and um, 
was it Kenny? Kenny was pretty yeah, good. Kenny, uh, Kenny Bromwich for, well, yeah. for the Dolphins. Isako and Nikarima were their best two players on the field. They uh, were given the right time and opportunity. They look untouchable <laughs> at times. If you give them half mm. a gap and they're really, you know, pressuring the defence, they're, they're causing all sorts of proper problems for their opposition. Uh, but you go back to the other side. Nia Cora, as you mentioned, was fantastic. Egan probably didn't get the raps he deserved. I thought he no. set him up really good through the middle of the field. And Fanua Blake was was probably the best of their forwards. Uh, he was enormous again. Um, we've mentioned everybody else. Charns and Dallin were probably the best of their back five. But, um, yeah, Sean Johnson was far and away the man of the match for mine. You can now make a strong case that uh, Nick Arima needs to be in his start, at, at least in a 17, if not the 13. Mm. Yep. No matter what Absolutely. happens next, because he's their best. He was their best player here. Mm. Uh, he uh, has enough pace. His creativity. He could have busted him over probably three times, yep. um, which is a different game. Yep, and yep, yep. as you said, the, the two I wanted to specifically point out him and Nizako, who um, same as Dallon is now looks like a world beater. Has done for the pretty much the entirety of the season. Yes, yeah, since I don't think I've seen a game where he hasn't looked like a, a big threat out on that right hand edge for the Dolphins. Now, last question again. I'll put it to you, Barnabas. Last year we saw the Broncos, to a lesser extent, the Cowboys, mm, Sharks, run out of gas, new coach, mm-hmm. up and going. We've got to win these fresh games. And then the fuel tank um, peters out towards the back end. Is the fuel tank light starting to come on for the Dolphins? Yeah, I think a little bit. That's the feeling I had at the back end of this Gilbert game. Gilbert out now really doesn't No, help. Gilbert. 32-year-old um, Ford pack. Kafusi may end up back in origin. Um, yeah. Jeremy Marshall King's doing everything he can. You've got a young 19-year-old in there running the show um, in Katoa. Plus teams have just worked him out. Yeah. Dolphin. You know exactly what's coming at you week in, week out. And um, if you can match the intensity for big parts of the game, you're probably a good chance of taking the points off them at the back end of it. So, I'm, I've just got, I had the feeling that, uh, and I'm just looking now, they've got Manly, the Eels, the Broncos. Go away. Manly, the Eels, the Broncos, next couple. And my computer decided to kick me out of wherever I just was, uh, which doesn't sound particularly <laughs> promising. Um, than the Titans, Panthers, Bulldogs. That's not the worst draw, but they have a bit of a smell of last year's Brisbane team to me. Um, they'll be better next year. Yeah, seasoned halves. I'm not, and this isn't a knock. I'm just saying it's. Hmm. Well, they've overachieved they're, to be where they are at the yes, moment. Yes, and that was always so. a goal. Like if they'd come out and lost the first twelve, it would have been completely different landscape. They've done what I think they've done what they had to well, do. Half of year. everybody had them in the bottom four, exactly, and probably Which closer to the, the wooden spoon than anything else, but. They get anywhere within sort of twelve to twelve to six. They've done an amazing job, I think. So. Yeah, I think I'm starting to think. If if you ask me to pick an eight, they're on, on the they're outside of tenth. it now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three points to Sean Johnson's no brainer. Mm-hmm. Fanua Blake two, or you? I had Dallin with two. He, or he's the other one. And I then mentioned. I either had um, Fanua Blake, Chance, oh. Asako, Nikarima. <laughs> There's chances we didn't mention. Chances was brilliant. Talk about chances. What, we did what a difference it makes from like he was not wanted at Canberra. Yeah, he played two or three games at the start of the year. I think one of them he played quite well. The other two were average, and was basically put back to reserve grade. Didn't play another game for Canberra. Yeah, comes out here. He's been close to the Warriors' best player like week in week out, and just a constant threat. His yeah, support plays as good as anyone. Um, 
doesn't really have that passing link game that a lot of the fullbacks in the competition do have, but it can produce it at a pinch. And yeah, he's but his support play and his running game's been fantastic week on week. So. I'm, I'm fine. Two to Dallin. Give one to Azako, I reckon. Mm-hmm. We can. Uh, that's maybe the safer bet there. Uh, then we got to uh, as Trev from Club Trev comes to pop the heater on. <laughs> there it Paid is. Look that. at that. Thank you, sir. Um, we've got the other mic for later. Yeah. <laughs> Forty-six twenty-six up next is the bunnies. Just had more things change. Twenty-six twenty-eight. Forty-six twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Sorry. Yeah. Five uh, tries yeah. for the Titans, eight for Souths, four out of five conversions played six out of eight. One out of one penalty attempts for Souths, 78% completion played 80% for South Sydney, 505 plus running metres and 149 plus post-contact metres for South Sydney. Five, for li- five line breaks to eight, 22 tackle busts to 27, four offloads to six, two force dropouts for the Titans. 324 tackles played 292, 10 errors to nine, three penalties conceded to four, one ruck infringement and one inside the 10 against the Titans. Alex Johnson with 107 supercoach points. Tino with 103. And then you had Kulamatangi and Walker both on 100 for South Sydney. Well, as I said, the more things change, the more they stay the same with the Titans. Uh, first half specials. They seem to start good, don't they? They're <laughs> quick, they're upbeat, they're going. 20, they, 20 minutes, half an hour in them. And then uh, they just don't come out after half time. I think I think the stat is if if they had won every game they'd led at half time they would have been they'd be top running of the first yeah. yeah and if they'd won half of them they'd be running six or something ridiculous yeah. like that but <laughs> South started really slow in the middle of the field I mm. don't know what was going on there um, they got bullied in the middle of the field uh, Tino's younger brother <laughs> Isaac scoring the first try off um, if anyone had the Fasuli all up you would have had a, a nice day out. Yeah, absolutely. But Maybe yeah, Papa Fass. Position, field position early. Um, it was actually nice work from Tanner Boyd to put him away. Mm. Just step inside, outside, confused defence, short ball to young Isaac to score under the post. And then Randall jumps out our dummy half and 10 minutes in, it's 12-0. And I'm sitting back going, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> why why have South started so slowly? But is this going to change or is it, the Titans just hot tonight or what? But... Um, yeah, it's um it slowed down pretty quickly. <laughs> the, the middle defence really tightened up from South. Obviously, there was um there was a, a directive sent out there to compress their defence and make them go around you rather than just busting through the middle of the way that they were. And um they they, they upped their tempo in their defence in the middle of the field. And off the back of that, you saw some um some really good line running out wide, uh, which caused the Titans no end of problems, which has been their problem for. It's probably since their existence, to be honest. Their centres and outside Isn't backs amazing? have really Aaron struggled. Aaron Troop went out there as a defensive centre and mm. he was probably catch close to their best, though. Which he was. Is he tried very hard, but. <laughs> but the rest of them, oh, um, yeah. Keon scored a, re- a really nice try, just barging over. Like, there was four blokes missed that same tackle. Yeah. For Keon to score that first try for South. He dead set took four of them with him. Or he ran over the top of two of them and then took another two with him and just scored out, scored out wide. Oh, yeah, halfway out there. But um, it's funny how many times you can see four, four blokes miss the same tackle for the Titans. It yeah. happens so many times. And that was just the start of the rot, to be honest. Both teams then sort of seemed to take turns in stripping each other for numbers out wide. Um, wasn't anything super fancy about it. It was just some nice, nice fast passing and 
um, players being out of position and just getting stripped on the edges. I, th- I think you're probably underselling Cody Walker's contribution a little bit there because he, he he just has the right knack at the moment to draw know when to draw in. in. He'll go yeah. far enough in the line to make Tass look like a world beater. Mm-hmm. And maybe Tass is because he's had a fantastic year. Uh, he's been very good. Or, he'll, or he then has the option just Shuffles to hit AJ or yeah. he... No, no. Or if Latrell's there, he just goes, there you go, and yeah. uh, up the inside. So uh, I thought his touches were very good here. Um, mm-hmm. But given, as you said, in the first half at least, it was the same story on the other end, um, I'll let you continue. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, uh, obviously what was pretty close, it was Titans are leading by about eight, I think, coming into half time. And um, as you mentioned, they just did not come out at all in the second half. Uh, the South really sped up the ruck speed and just com- completely dominated the Titans through the middle of the field until Tino got his second stint and sort of strengthened that up a little bit in the middle of the field. But still, one bloke on his own could not match this pack that was just rolling through <laughs> through the Titans team and then they decided that they're going to start attacking the outside backs for the Titans and uh, none of them could tackle <laughs> as soon as the ball got one pass wide of Cody Walker they just looked like points were coming time and time again they scored five or six tries in the space of 30 minutes and they must how how do they not get some sort of response out of that playing playing base? I do not understand. Like after a game like this, how, how but captains it every coming week. in ripping strips off people. How blokes, but, but six blokes aren't getting dropped. I, I just don't. They're get all it. like like at the start of the year, we had them down the bottom four. Yeah, uh, they've they've overachieved for an hour in a lot of these games. They yeah. obviously got attacking flair. Maybe they're just all kids, and maybe. They're in the wrong, I don't say the wrong system, but maybe they've got a bit of maturing to do. But after a while, when a pattern's a pattern, and you know what's going to, like, you know what's going to happen. don't work together. Yeah, I, I don't know. And four, we're four one against four slides, and change One runs stuff. out, one comes, you know, like one's holding his wing while the centre's jamming in, and then there's just fucking holes everywhere. It's just defensive structure is just not there at all, on, especially on the edges for the Titans. And a good attacking team like South just absolutely oh, took yeah. advantage yeah. of it. And it does make it hard because the better teams will draw the defence in and then grubber in behind, which sort of makes you think about what's going on next time. And then they'll play straight across the line and hit the winger and he'll score. And so then the winger yeah. starts holding. <laughs> it just turns into an absolute shit fight. But they got um, well and truly I, I, crucified. I think you called last week of this game. perhaps Forringer should just be given the captaincy and let him blow up when he needs to. Maybe he's right. Well, I don't think he played this game, did he? So no, he didn't. Well, help, and it's, it but... didn't help, of course. But um, I think Tanner Boyd's playing pretty good footy, that being said. Yeah, he's, he has um, been. been more than serviceable. Mm. Uh, but there should be enough leaders by now with those three key forwards that someone's got to get up them and say yeah, that's that's one. Realistically, it seems to me they're the only three blokes that seem to try to put it on their back week in and week out. Yeah. Like, Preston, when he's good, he's... Uh, Preston. Jaden, when he's good, he's good. When he's not, he sort of falls to pieces. Um, all the outside backs are very similar. When they're when they're up and scoring tries, they look like they you know can't be tackled. But then other times, when people, you know, they they just can't. They do not work together at all in defence. So. Yeah, like, it, it just feels a little bit like they're um, and it's taken for feeder a bit to get through this. Like they're kids that have come out of being superstars in um, junior footy and scoring four tries a game and. Whoever Keeper Park or whoever it is, you know, the big guns up there, I'm sure they're all through the same sort of systems. Now they've got to be first graders and 
tackle bigger boys and more experienced boys and boys are like, okay, you see what you're doing now, now. But I think they just need to find, they need to pick a st- structure and run with it in their defence. Yeah. So they need to either all slide or all rush. And if you get beaten on the outside when you're rushing, then that's what it is. Yeah. If you're all sliding and you get caught on an inside angle, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I, I, mean, like, I guess if you compare to Parramatta, for example, you know... Like you, you can say what their defensive structure is. Yeah, they're all charging yeah. out, and they yeah. generally get stripped out wide. Yeah. But um, if it happens time and time enough, you've got the, your fullback who knows where he needs to be to try and shut down that guy that's going to dive over in the corner. Yeah. If you've got your your, blo- your team that's continually sliding, you know that your your halves and your second rowers may have to stop sometimes to stop that angled run back inside. It's just, but they just seem to mash it up so many times it just kills them. Um, there's a few players. Randall, I thought was quite good, and uh, Boyd and has been. Yeah. Uh, I think you have to mention Liu as well. They they were they were quite good for the Titans. Shoot was probably their best of the back five, but none of those were outstanding at all. Um, Mo was brilliant again. Um, well, he led the run meter and can... tackle count. I can only say it in the scream into the void for so long. <laughs> You've been saying it for a couple of years, um, and his form in the last six weeks has been brilliant. Um, and in I was still like, kicking myself for not buying him in Supercoach, to be honest. The last week in the dying minutes, he was taking that last hit up trying to get him back in the game. He, mm. he led the tackle count. I think he yeah, led the tackle count. Uh, he was a tackle off Tino and, and ran more metres Tino, Tino probably just shaded him because he was only out there for 60 minutes, yeah. to be honest. So his performance probably stood out that fraction more with a try as well. And uh, try But assist, Mo would have gone this game knowing but, he had to play 80 because mm. the two others were coming off origin. Because, yeah, that um, backing into the line with the offload for a try assist and then he scored one himself. So he probably just shaded Mo as their best forward. But those two were their best players on the field uh, easily. Taff and AJ just, you know, did what they had. I thought Taff was actually Taff was okay. Cool. He was no, pretty Taff creative was at, more, at like more than serviceable. Yeah. Um, yeah. A bit lucky he scores a couple of tries. But mm. he's got a bit of creativity. I mm. think he can, he can play around the halves too, can't he? He's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a genuine first-grade option. For someone. For someone. Yeah. yeah. Probably not South, so, unfortunately. But, but if, you're, if you're like a Dragon, say you're a, a Dragons and you're mm. Shane Flanning. You'd be playing him in front of Slime. And coming in, like, wouldn't you come in and go, okay, if I need I need to just find someone. Like, mm. you'd go and say, right, he's someone. You know what? He'll be first yeah. pick. Go and find him. Go and, go and find a fucking Toby Sexton or something and yeah. try and find them and build something. AJ and Tass were probably the Jake best Simpkin, of the back five. You throw Jake Simpkin and Sean Bloring, all of a sudden you got something. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, AJ and Tass were probably the best of the back five. Souths were all very good. Um, Cook and Sele were great in yeah. the middle of the field. Has um, was Totola. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Especially doing all that grunt work in the middle. But the two standouts were probably Keon, Kulamatangi and Walker for Souths. We... Uh, Alex Johnson got a hat trick. Did you notice? Yeah, I did. Yeah, he was all right. Um, did you see the shirt he was holding up at the end of the yeah, game? Yeah, um, <laughs> you, you know you can buy it at rugbyleaguemerch.com where you can buy one of these fine hats too. Uh, check them out, rugbyleaguemerch.com. Two of them were exactly what that T-shirt said. <laughs> exactly. Catch the ball and one fall over. One is embarrassed. You just learn. Oh yeah, I suppose I put it down now. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I was giving three points to Cody Walker. Yep. But you can tell me I'm wrong. I gave it to Tino, but I had Walker for two. So Give two to Tino. I think he yep. does deserve it. Um, I had Isaiah Tass for one. I thought his, mm-hmm. the way he owned yeah, the bloke, yeah. his opposition was yeah. worthy of recognition. But obviously, um, 
Moe's in there. Damien Cook would even mention, after they just suddenly decided after halftime, the ruck didn't matter, we'd stand around. He was sensational. <laughs> in the, the back end of that game, he was just taking <laughs> the piss he there. He carved them apart, didn't um, he? So he's in a conversation. Obviously, Alex Johnson is too, so whichever way you want to go. I had Keon, but... Um, oh, there you go. Cool. Keon, Kulamatangi, uh, who were the two that you mentioned? AJ, Cook and... Uh, Tass. And obviously Mo. But, um, Actually, give it a TAS. I think give it a TAS too, yeah. Very underrated and what he does out there to provide options for... Another one, if you're blokes. if you're seriously going to chase someone, try and offer them maybe 100 more than what they're Especially on. Especially if Whiten's coming. To get them, yeah. exactly. If you're going to try and get someone... Strong if, enough to push blokes off, good footwork, good pace. Geez, you'd, mm. If Tommy Talao's going at West, I know who I wouldn't mind seeing out on that edge with... Um, over with... Um, not Nofa. Um, Stafford. <laughs> well, Tofa, Tofa, Stafford's on the other side. But, um, anyway. uh, junior Tupu. Junior Tupu, yeah. Mm. Anyway, Broncos uh, 20 Sharks. You want to keep going? You're right. Yeah, yeah good. 20 to 12, Broncos and Sharks wrapped up Saturday night. Very good, strong game. Uh, both teams tried their ass off for a good chunk of it, what the stats say. Uh, and then you get the floor as the Sharks supporter. <laughs> two tries to four, two out of two conversions, played two out of four for Brisbane. 70% completion, played 78%. 204 plus running metres for Cronulla. Five line breaks to six. 30 tackle bust to 46. 15 offloads to 13. One force dropout from both teams. 340 tackles, played 357. 15 errors, played 13. Sharks conceded four penalties. Brisbane won. One ruck infringement to three. Staggs with 96 supercoach points. Hines with 90. And Farnworth with 89. Even watching my team, I really – watching my team lose this game and, you know, let's be honest, by the back end of it, it was pretty convincing that they lost this game. I really fucking enjoyed watching this game of football. <laughs> Even watching my team get beaten. This is as close to a, a semi-finals game of football I think I've seen this year. Both teams were amazing effort and line speed and they were both up in each other's faces for the entirety of this game. Because Tony Staggs needs to fucking run around with a picture of Sifatalakai <laughs> in his fucking wallet or on the wristband yeah, that he tapes up every there. week. I would and just I'd love look to at see it that. every yeah. fucking week. Just instead of writing uh, mum or God or whatever, him just, into get, just get a photo of Sifra and, and put it, it there. absolutely flicks his fucking switch. Because <laughs> ever since the Origin game last year, every time they play Cronulla, he plays like a fucking man possessed. <laughs> he was... It's it told from the first hit up of the game. The way he brought that ball back for the first yeah. fucking tackle of the match, absolutely ran as hard as he could straight at him. I'm like, oh shit, Stags is on tonight. <laughs> this isn't going to be great. But he was fucking brilliant. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, something really ticks him off about Zipatalakai. <laughs> I'm guessing it's because of the origin thing last year. But yeah. He was um, a different footy player in this game. Um, Brisbane really won the forward battle in the first sort of 15, 20 minutes with Hass and Carrigan really laying that platform. Um, Sharks matched them well enough, but um, we're, we're definitely behind. Uh, the, <laughs> Brisbane were, were really racking up the metres through the middle of the field. Sharks did have some good field position early and there was dead set three mistakes made by young Matt Moylan <laughs> in the space of a couple of minutes, which turned around to being a... A length of the field uh, job for Broncos to run 90 metres and score down the other end of the field three tackles later. He should have hit Hines on a short ball, which he would have gone over untouched with nobody anywhere near him and Sharks would have scored the first try of the game. He then 
proceeds to put in one of the worst grubbers I've ever seen that bounces off someone's shins and just sits <laughs> up for, for Tony Staggs to run 70 metres down the other end of the field. And then they scored two two tackles later. Um, yeah, Sharks shot themselves in a foot quite a few times in this game, to mm. be honest. But Because um, if you look at the first three tries from Brisbane, realistically, the two leading right into half-time as well, they were kissed on the dick, man. <laughs> they had a rainbow shot up their arse for those two tries. Like They have to put themselves in those positions. Like Ezra Mam has to take that chance and the opportunity yeah. to throw that cut out that bounces perfectly up into fucking Corey Oates' arms and then he runs 60 metres and kicks the ball into the fullback. And the fucking thing spins around <laughs> and ends up exactly where Ezra yeah. Man wants it to end up. And he picks it up and scores. And then on the other side of the field, Staggs puts a little chip over that Mulatano manages to jump up, get a hand on, and it falls perfectly down into Katoni Staggs' feet. And he picks it up and they score. And you're just like, oh, fuck, what do you do? Welcome like, <laughs> to my world, David. <laughs> Absolute bounce of the ball went the Brisbane's way for the majority of the night. Um Sharks put in a really good effort to fight back in the second half. They dominated probably the first 25 minutes of that second half. Were well on top, constantly threatened Brisbane's did you, line. Did you notice who wasn't on the field for that first 25 minutes of that second half? Yeah, Carrigan and Haas. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was funny when they came off together and like skipped up the skipped up to the bench. Didn't go unnoticed, but. Um, Brisbane saved three or four tries in this game. Yes, their, their line the, defence needs to be. One in about. the first half and then yeah. two or three just on the other side of second half. Um, Sharks would have put points on against pretty much any other defence in the competition. The the way they scrambled and got to the edges to deny Mulatano two or three times, uh, Katoa another time, and I'm pretty sure there was a forward that might have been Royce Hunt that really should have crashed over, but they ended up with three different people underneath him and... Um, young Reese Walsh to dive it in under under there as well. They were absolutely committed to this game and um, they deserve their win. They deserve deserve to win by probably more realistically at the back end of this game. Just the amount of effort they put put into this game. Sharks were a little disappointing, just not taking their opportunities when they did sort of pop up. Uh, the the short kicking game was horrendous in this game. I don't know. How many times they tried to put a grubber in and it hit people's feet and just ended up back with a Brisbane ball. <laughs> they, yeah. they did not get a grubber right all night. Then they put in five or six of them trying to get repeat sets and they just could not get it through the line. I don't know what that was about. But There was a good, during that same 25-minute period where Sharks were on top, Nico spent the whole time faffing about. He was popping up on one side and not really making a decision. Um I'm just sort of elaborating your point here in that mm. uh, his short kicking wasn't fantastic. Not, I love Nico, not knocking. Mm. But um, they could have iced the game in that time and yeah, they yeah. just didn't. They should have. Um, yeah. Could have, should have. Uh, Moylan, a couple of nice bombs. Um, mm. there, there wasn't the half-assed weird Penrith bombs, but um, I thought they, they probably missed a trick then. I thought better yeah. better execution. Kennedy probably half, didn't get involved as much as I would have well, liked to see. He did in the first half. And then he, in he the second half really when they were really in the ascendancy. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot more of, um, I think, it's almost like they enjoyed that edge battle as much as us watching because it was mm. like, we'll oh, just give it in a core and see what we'll happens. He's going to fucking <laughs> do something or we're going to get bashed. And mm. then, oh, I'll tell a Kyle do next. But that... um. But, yeah, there wasn't really many plans away from it. Nakora had a great game. Like, really tried his ass off. But, but Kennedy got the bounce of the ball there for the little grubber where he scored at the back end of the game. Yeah, um, yeah. And that was probably really the only bounce of the ball that went the Sharks' way. Yeah. 
you put these teams up against each other, 10 games, Broncos probably win six of them and the Sharks will grab out the other four if they play like this. Sharks have still got, like, you can't miss 40-odd tackles and expect to get away with a game against anybody, let alone one of the better teams in the competition. So they've still got a lot of work to do in their defence and um, they're still missing one or two guys in the middle, um, like McInnes and Rudolph. They really miss them. I I mentioned at the start of the year, I thought they were short on size and leg speed and you take those two guys out, doesn't help at all either. But um, Brisbane were fantastic. Brisbane now, for me, a rubber stamp top four uh, team. And even they haven't haven't had to buy it. Yeah, I know. They've got... Well, they've got six points up their sleeve. No. They've won two more games in else in the comp. Rubber stamp top four, and I think they'll be giving it a big fucking shake. I think, if you're, I think if, you, if you're someone, and I don't future punt because I'm a sicko and need to punt today, um, <laughs> but if you're going to bet a future minor premier, yeah. I'd load up Brisbane. Yes. I'd load up Probably Brisbane. Probably not going to go far off Cause, unless um, they fall off a they've, cliff. They've, well, they've I, I said it on the preview, yeah. if they win this game, this is a big game. Mm. They won last week with no one there. Yep. And they've got a pretty, and then they're about to cop a couple they've of buys in quick buys, succession. Yeah. So happy days for them. Uh, I want to just touch again on that edge battle. I thought, and it in a game where Carrigan and Haas spent a lot of time off the field. Jordan Ricky was fantastic. He was, was very good. He's yeah. physical. Um, probably almost. He's grown another league in the, last in the five, conversation for best player on the field, mm-hmm. uh, best forward in the field. Yep. Uh, and Pierre Cora came in. He's got. Um, mm. He stood in that edge there that I just talked about uh, in that battle with um, with Ramian side, Ramian mm-hmm. near Cora, um, and held them and then gave back as good as he got. Uh, he's got some nice footwork. He hits a line and just has a bit of uh, lateral movement each way as well. Um, but I thought I thought that Ed, the both side, the clash on both sides was fantastic with um, Talakai and, and Stags throwing each other. Herbie. Had a couple of rough moments, but looked pretty good overall. Still fucking um, carved it up. Really like Jesse well. Arthur's. A uh, mm. couple of big runs to get them out of trouble at times, but... Um, you just don't notice him. And then no, when the, you do notice him, meters. it's because he's done something good. Yeah. Like, you don't notice him for doing something yeah. wrong. <laughs> but the only time you do notice him is when he exactly. has, does exactly what he needs yeah. to do. Um, and on the flip side, Ramian was good. Tarko was good. Yeah. Nikora was good. Like it was just a, a great clash. It was a fantastic game. So I just yeah. want to point that out. Um, I just the way that the Broncos the... refused to crack, like because yeah. they had heaps of shit thrown at them for that. They'll probably be forty minutes, twenty minutes either side of halftime. The Sharks were coming and they were coming hard. They're throwing lots of different shapes. They were throwing, you know, uh, physical through the middle stuff as well, um, switches a play and they just refused to let their yeah. line crack and it was fantastic to watch. Um, Ramian, Kennedy and Katoa were probably the best of the back five for the Sharks. I thought Braley had a pretty good game as well uh, and Wilton. Nakora and Hines were their best. They generally are week in and week out for the Sharks. Um, all the starting forwards for the Broncos were very good. Like, not, not even just good. They were all very, very good. Um Ricky, Haas, Carrigan, the best best three forwards. Walsh was fantastic in attack, so was Reynolds. Um, and Capel's still captain cleanup, and that's when I noticed him in a lot of those chopping blokes down late. Um, with Gilbert out, I reckon Queensland will just go back and go. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. Put, put their little you know if there's Capel a half break on, on he's going to right. take someone's yeah. legs out. And, and if you lose if you lose a centre, you can play out there. If you need someone to mark Latrell, he'll go and do it. You know. Yep. Um, Corey Oates deserves a fucking mention. Jeez, he was good. Has Can't... he always run on his heels? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't bend his knees when he runs. I don't know what it is. Not that I can talk. But, uh, but he was instrumental in stopping a couple of attacking raids. In, yeah, he was great. Uh, he really creating was. a couple of really good line breaks and uh, turning the Sharks around, running 40, 50 metres. He was just in the right position constantly. And um, Staggs and Farnworth were fantastic for, yeah. for the Broncos and probably were the position on the field where they dominated, to be honest, uh, the, the, the centre battle. We have not even mentioned two key, well, a few key players. Uh, Blake Braley, 50 tackles. Uh, did what he does every week. Mm-hmm. Adam Reynolds still had another great game. He was he's, uh, kicking. I mentioned him in passing. But, uh, yes. but yeah, we didn't really touch. Uh, Reese Walsh, good as well. Yeah, Both fullbacks were great. Yeah, he was. Um, oh, he won the battle against Kennedy. Yeah. He was um, instrumental in a couple of their really long attacking raids where they put guys away down through the centres. Didn't get the try assists and tries that he does against other teams, but. I think that sort of spoke more towards the scramble defence from both sides was fantastic because there was probably a couple of times the Sharks got cut open as well and they managed to shut things down when they, they probably should have had points put against them. So. Uh, how are you going to divvy up your points here? I had Stags with three. I thought he was the best yep. player on the field. But this man possessed in this game again, as I mentioned earlier. I feel like, as um, I said, that was where I felt the battle was. That's where I sort of looked. I sort of was the same... I had Pierre Cora for probably one, but I thought I really wanted to mention him. I had Farnworth or Walsh um, for two, and the other one would get my one. And Nicora or Nicora would have been an honourable mentioner for yeah. me. Uh, so let's go. Okay. And Hines. Hines and was good in what he did. Like I, the I think Sharks the game don't score a point there. without him. Yeah. Like he put uh, Talakai away, a couple of short raids where they, you know, they, they don't get the field position and metres that they get without him putting guys into holes. So. You know, go Katoni, Herbie, and um, Walsh. Give Walsh the edge over Hines and Nakora. And again, as we've said, and we're about to get to, geez, the Origin players were good this round. Absolutely, they were. All right. 25-24. The Doggies went down to the Roosters after looking sharp enough early. Uh, It was the Teddy Showbun. Was we had four tries apiece, four out of four conversions for both teams, a missed penalty goal for the Roosters, one out of one field goal attempts for the Roosters, and a missed two point field goal attempt for the Bulldogs. Seventy seven percent completion played, eighty two percent, four line breaks to two, thirty seven tackle busts to nineteen, seven offloads to five, two force dropouts to one, three hundred forty seven tackles played three, two hundred ninety three, ten errors to nine. Seven penalties conceded to six. Tedesco with 118 supercoach points. Josh Adokar with 86. And Suwali'i with 78. Absolute heartbreaker for the Bulldogs. I think they you know, they did so many things right <laughs> in this game and ended up losing by a point. Um, <clears throat> first 15 minutes was all the Bulldogs. Um, and I started to feel like it might be a bit, bit of the beginning of the end for the Roosters. I, they looked completely flat, completely di- like dishevelled and had no idea how to get back out of what was going on. The the dogs were just um, carving them down that left-hand side with Josh Shadokar and uh, put uh, Mahoney away for a try. Uh, just some really nice slick passing a couple of times. And, yeah, the dogs were just doing everything right for that first 15, 20 minutes. Um, but then there was a couple of poor defensive efforts, realistically. Uh, you know, Tedesco did all the right things, being in the right positions and backing up. And um, in the second half, did some really nice footwork to get through some holes and put somebody else away for a try. But um, 
a lot of it came off the back of a couple of poor one-on-one efforts from the Bulldogs, I thought. Like, I feel like slides through the defence and it was a, that was a one-on-one miss and then Tedesco backs up the score. So yeah. Similar thing on the right-hand side for Tedesco's second try as well. So I feel like they were the best Bulldogs they could be. Pretty close that, to it. I don't want to sound yeah. patronising or... I feel like they, they came here and performed to the best of their ability mm. and they got beaten by the best fullback we've seen in 20 years. Mm. As simple as that. That was perfect support play, man, from Teddy uh, to score his double. And as I mentioned, a lovely run to set one up as well. And it was a complete and utter difference between these two sides. Um, Josh Adokar did his everything he could mm. in, in um, you know, combining with Burton to, to score a couple of tries and set one up as well. How good was his um, putting Reed over and then running next to Reed, just going, <laughs> yeah, you're going to score, boy. <laughs> the only thing that would have been better if he was like slapping him on the ass as he was running in his try. Oh, I love it. How can you not love the fox? That was outstanding. Um, he he was, um, I want to say every bit as good as Teddy, but on the backup again, I know it was a bit more time to the Sunday, but I thought for an individual winger performance, this was up there with as good as we've seen this year. Um, Amazing what happens when they pass him the ball with a bit of space. That's true as well. Um, Which New South Wales just seemed to refuse to do on the Wednesday. But sort of a couple of key talking points because, look, it, 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 the biggest talking point for me is this Bulldogs team's had no middle most of the year. Mm-hmm. And this red hot, spruiked Roosters Ford pack couldn't really ma- match it didn't roll over him. No. I'm now starting to feel that this is an issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Absolutely. we've seen it, they're exposed, we know what they're getting. When Nathan Brown came in, he was their best player last week. He wasn't particularly fantastic in this game. Um, Still wasn't bad. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. Uh, Angus Crichton, then he played half hour. I don't quite know where he's at. Doesn't mm-hmm. He doesn't feel like he's knocking the origin door down. They're just a, they're just a team. They just Without feel like Tedesco, I think they get comfortably beat. They don't, in this get, game. Well, they don't, they don't even score a point. They probably lose by 10 to 16 points. Um, and there was an, also in the... Forward pass call where Avarillo was down that the right hand side. Actually, that was, <laughs> and if that was an L, if that was a top four team, it doesn't get called. But yeah. the only reason he looked bad is because he was three well. meters behind the bloke. Yeah. He does score. He doesn't get touched. Oh, the, there was some one player coming across in cover, but yeah, um, that killed off any of their um, chances at the back end of this game for the Dogs to win. Uh, Reed's HIA really hurt them because he was very good in what they were doing in the middle of the field. Yeah. Um, just that you know, really quick service and getting the forwards to roll on through the middle. And they they were matching the Roosters forwards, if not bettering them, for the first uh, 30 minutes or so until Reed did end up going off. Uh, Harrison Edwards did a, a bit of a job, you know, coming in to play nine, but you could see the service was completely different. And the... the that roll-on that they had early just wasn't there. Uh, the, the passes are a bit slower off the ground and just, uh, you don't get the guys rolling onto the footy the way that they, they were uh, earlier. I thought Waddell and Ockenball were pretty good. Ockenball, I think we mentioned it when he first came on the scene, he's going to end up being a back rower and yeah. it looks like that's his spot now. Um, Defence has still got a bit to work on, but yeah, he's, he's been much better. Davida Pengai Jr. and Preston were probably the best of the forwards for the Bulldogs. They were very good. Um, Alamotti was decent. But, yeah, Burton and Fox were the two most creative uh, players and created the most opportunity for the Bulldogs. Uh, Absolutely. 
Um, Where else do you go from there? You go to the Roosters and you'd have to say Brown was decent uh, and Collins and, you know, where Highgraves did a job. They weren't good by any means, but they weren't bad. Um, but when a Ford pack of this supposed calibre, not a single one of them cracks 100 metres apart Lodge from in his 20 minutes was fantastic. Yeah. Like, Lodge came on and made a really big impact in his 20... He was only on there for 20 minutes and probably deserves... Now to be in the reckoning for 40 or 50 minutes a game, um, he needs to be coming back in and being that number one front rower, I think, for this team um, alongside Jared. But it's hard because you've got Collins in that rotation as well. But between the three of them, they should be all pumping out 40 to 50 minutes. And They're doing, now not doing missing best. out, obvious, are they? They're no, not particularly. No. <laughs> just... well, apart from Radley and Cheese, they're mm. not missing any. Ford oomph there. Turpin had a really good game, I thought. Um, mm. So did Egan Butcher. Suwali'i and Ponga were, were good. A uh, little bit hit and miss, though. They made a couple of errors and a few poor Suwali'i so back um, to a wing um, yeah. is where he should be. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and more power to the kid. He's 20. He's about to go and earn lots and lots of money for standing on a wing. Good luck. Kiri was great. Um, field goal, obviously... Hit it extremely well uh, when time came for him to do it. And, yeah, it was, it was a teddy show. You already, <laughs> you already said it. Well, just how good he was. Like, to bounce off the criticism he copped, which he wasn't particularly bad on Saturday. No. Just, um, but how many times you see him get caught in the corner? How many yeah. times you see him grab across the field? You didn't. Yeah. And he basically came out in the press conference afterwards and said it. So I need to go back and be in that reactive player, the, the guy that's there for the, the ball that pops up, the guy that's there for the... You know, the kick that gets trapped and is rolling around on the ground. I'm the guy that needs to be directly focusing mm. on the football and running straight lines. And yeah. and if they had um, – it's he almost did. to the point where he's almost that guy now. If they had a, a guy you could trust as captain, like if you knew – and Cooper maybe Cronk? maybe oh. no, well, <laughs> Like even, even – like just say, look, he's a captaincy. It's not yeah. a step back. You do you, I'll do me. Don't have to worry about that. Like if uh, if yeah. – Probably a Kiri or a Manu or someone, but it's, I was going to say Crichton, if probably not, you know, you haven't seen that game, moment. but yeah. um, it's maybe that's that time, hand it on. Or, you know, in a perfect world, you have a young bloke there and you can mentor him for but a year was, or two. But he was so direct and so focused on his, uh, on the way he needed to play this football game, and at the end of the day, he was the only reason that the rest is won. And, and it is a good partner in crime to have when they're both. Playing direct is Kiri because he can take. He'll take the line. He'll open up that half a hole. Yeah. And as we know, Teddy needs half a hole. His kicking game was good. As you asked, that you've covered everything with him. Uh, look, I'm not scared of playing him. You wouldn't be scared of playing him no. anytime soon, just yet, uh, either team. But they probably one point was a fair enough margin. And if it'd gone the other way, you'd say that's fair enough result. And that's a big knock on from a team the that was yeah, lauded as premiership favourites to start of the year, and now look like a team that's. More than likely going to run 12th. So. Three points to Teddy. Yep. Two points to Fox. Yep. And I'd Kiri, Preston or TPJ for the one. I think you got to chuck Burton in there as well. I thought he was um, a big part of what the Bulldogs did in their attack, but I think Kiri probably gets the one. I'm fine with that, yeah. Uh, 45. We didn't quite see this one coming. 45-20. <laughs> the Cowboys over the storm. The second highest score a Bellamy coach team has ever conceded. What the stats say, and uh, we'll get into it. Yeah, we had eight tries to three, six out of eight conversions, played three out of three, one out of one penalty attempts <coughs> for the Storm, one out of one field goal attempts for the Cowboys, 441 plus running metres, 
for the Cowboys, 82% completion for them and 78% for the Storm. Eight line breaks to four, 49 tackle busts for the Cowboys. Played 29 for the Storm, six offloads from both teams, two force dropout for the Cowboys, 252 tackles, played 345. Seven errors to 11, six penalties conceded to five, two ruck infringements against the Storm, uh, one inside the 10 against the Cowboys. Val Holmes with 150 supercoach points. Sammy Valame with 114. And then you had Hiku and Drinkwater both on 104. You also had one other cowboy before you got down to the first Storm player, on, which was Nick Meany on 86. Well, what a comeback from where they were a couple of weeks ago. Uh, to come out last week and be more than competitive. And then to come here getting some troops The last well. three games have been pretty good, the Cowboys. Well, not the one three but, weeks ago where they lost by 60, but the other two were good. They, well, they pushed Parra. A bit of luck, they probably para. beat Parra. And, oh, they did have the win, sorry. Yeah. And, uh, and then here, the so are uh, things back on track? <laughs> it's looking a lot better. A um, lot more focused on their running game, which is the big, the biggest part of their game, where they um, basically go straight into the, the defensive line and then work off the back of that. Um The thing with this competition is three wins, three. you put three back-to-back wins together, any team in the comp goes from mm. basically, like you put three wins on the Dragons tally and they're sniffing around the bottom of the eight. So yeah. <laughs> they're the team that's currently running last. So it's been so tight and, and um, turbulent through the entirety of the competition that it's just so close now that anything could realistically happen between now and the end of the season. But um, I really enjoy watching Melbourne get beaten. I, I don't think I derive more enjoyment out of watching any <laughs> other team in the comp get beaten, to be honest. And the best thing about it's fucking bellyache. I love yeah, watching he's, it. He's angry <laughs> for about 12 points, and then he sits out this <laughs> and just, like, stares morosely. <laughs> but you can still see his head like exploding. Like, it's oh, just, yeah, like, yeah, water absolutely. boiling out of the top of the pot yeah. while he's sitting there watching it. Even if he's stone-faced, you, you know he's just absolutely boiling inside. And yeah, <laughs> I just get so much enjoy. And they were they weren't just beaten; they were comfortably and they were completely controlled for the majority yeah. of the game in this one. And had no, had, was, didn't really have an answer. There, yeah. there was no one that there was no one able to kick out of trouble, or no one able. There was just no answer. I was like, yeah. oh, here we are. Yep, uh, every aspect of the game went the Cowboys' way. Melbourne sort of fought back maybe twice in the game for about a ten or fifteen minute period. Um, it was. Uh, there was a couple of tries there through uh, Xavier Coates and Olam in the in the first half, and then a, a beautiful chip and chase from Nick Meaney in the mm. second half, which is you know, a piece of individual individual brilliance that really sort of got them back into a position where they could have maybe fought back a little bit, but yeah, the Cowboys were just well and truly on top. They for mine, they targeted their halves. They went straight at Munster, they went straight at Hughes and they went back in behind the ruck at uh, Harry Grant as well. And I think you'll notice they all missed five or six tackles. Um, they really went out of their way to break open those guys and it's, it's, even if they weren't missing tackles, they were drawing in defenders and creating space on the outside for um, the likes of Val Holmes and Peter Hiku to have an absolute field day at, at the, the back end of this game. Um they played really quick, up-tempo footy and, and really direct. 
running straight at defenders, making them make decisions. And then, um, yeah, that, that, that was basically the outcome of this game, I thought. Uh, Melbourne just were making the wrong decisions when they were getting drawn into blokes running directly at them at pace. <laughs> sort of getting caught on inside and outside shoulders and the Cowboys jumped on the back of that and scored a shit ton of points. Um, Coach Hughes and Grant were decent for, for the Storm. Welsh and Liero were good, I thought. Um, you could probably add Katoa to that as well. They, they, they did a job in the back row, but they were they well and truly outplayed. Um, Munster was pretty strong. You know, he got involved at times, but only when they were on the front foot. Never really did anything off the back foot. And Meany was their best player by a mile for the Storm. Um, just chimes in perfectly for them. They just have this. They have this ability to feel. Uh, it's particularly the edges and their edge forwards. When they're not playing well, they're so exposed. They feel so exposed, and when they are playing well, they they seem to come together. But seem to get the same time last the year, the same thing happened, and yeah. they just looked like they couldn't beat. You know, couldn't blow out a candle. And I wonder if we're about to Origin probably here. doesn't help with them. Oh, obviously, course. but um, the back five for the Cowboys were brilliant. They they caused no end of problems for the for the Storm. Um, Cotter and Neem were good. Cotter was especially good coming back off, you know, a man of the match performance for, for the Queensland side. Nanai and Lukey were really good on the edges. They exposed the, the halves uh, was extremely well. Nanai's best game well. all year off, the, mm. off a break there. Robson was fucking awesome. Uh, like, he was creating all sorts of problems, as I mentioned, when they targeted in behind the, the marker defence. He was uh, breaking them open at will at times. Drink water, you could add him in there as well. His creative play is, is one of their better... Uh, he's he's more creative than both their halves combined, realistically, because yes. he's the guy at the front line drawing defenders and putting guys away. And um, which is fine when every piece is working, because yeah. Townsend then does his job and Dean just becomes a runner. Has a little snipe here and yeah. there, and and it's fine. It all works when it doesn't work. It looks pretty ugly. But they got early ball out to Holmes and Tualangi. Yeah, and they absolutely terrorised that um, side. Was well. He did unto them what Stafford did to him. So he, he came here off, off the back of that and he just, he looked fast, he looked sharp. Turn um, blokes inside out. He was, was running at guys and even five metres before, they did they were trying to read which way he was going to go because yeah. they didn't know. <laughs> yeah. they, they knew they had to be on him as close as they could because if they didn't get near him, he was just going to breeze past them. And he did that time and time again. Put to a lungy away for a couple of tries, scored one himself. He was easy. Standout performance of the weekend. Him and Sean Johnson are the two standout performances yeah. this weekend. So he got my three points. But He's old mate never so Peter Hicko had a good game too. Absolutely. Put Valamay away for a couple of tries. And, and um, how's that for a return? Valamay, yeah, I was going to say. Another one that Canberra got rid of, hasn't played for a year. <laughs> Comes back into a Cowboys system and scores a hat trick. That, that Canberra system must be its own, like it's a, literally its own ecosystem. You're either in, 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 you're, in life's you're in lovely the or, you're or you're, yeah. just get the fuck out of there as quick as you can. Yeah. And um, two of the tries he scored, he actually had to do a fair bit of work for. And took so, blokes with him. Yeah, so with that's him. why I gave him the two. And then I either had drink water or two alungi for the. Oh, you've got to throw Meany in there as well. But between those three, ah, uh, you don't get beat point. by thirty. Uh, drink no. water. Okay. Point. Um, is it panic stations, Melbourne, or we just panic? They've now got the Sharks this week. It is a bit of a panic, to be honest, because They've the now next got three Tigers weeks without, without their rep players. Yeah. So you're going to have Peze, Meany in the halves, mm -hmm. and probably the young fella. Oh, Hughes will still be there. Oh, Hughes will still be there, sorry. Yeah. 
Then they've got Seagulls, who knows, uh, and then the Panthers. So they could legit lose. And then uh, the you know, Chooks will beat. Yeah, Munster and Grand They are could lose for the next out. month. So, yeah. Um, very interesting. If they drop two out of the next four, yeah, it really does start to become a scramble. Cowboys hit Penrith, Parrot, Tigers for the next three weeks. That's uh, Tigers will be on the other side of Origin, backup of Origin. So that's an interesting one. So uh, having been beat by sixty, but you know you'd think it'd be a different team. <laughs> yeah, you would think so. Inter- inter- <laughs> super interesting next month ahead. Uh, let's wrap it up though with uh, twenty six eighteen. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, we, we gave sorry. the points. No, we yeah, did Val the points. Three, if, yeah. we, if we didn't, I don't think we clarified that. Val Valame two, and then we went with um, drink water for one. Drink water for one. Yeah. Twenty six eighteen. Penrith took forever to shake off <laughs> the dragons. It was they like did. when um, you back something, you get a dollar fifty, and it's never going to lose, but you just can't and shake them off and wins by. <laughs> and your things head. are coming from everywhere. She um, <laughs> probably didn't know that because they did look like losing for points here. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big, the big story was they lost Cleary. Um, what did the stats they say? They looked good before Cleary came off. Like, let's yeah, be honest, yeah, yeah. they looked like they were just going to decimate the Dragons until yeah. Cleary came off the field. It, it just makes um, Jerome Lewis running in circles more entertaining when Cleary's <laughs> not there to help him out of it. Panthers 26, Dragons 18, four tries to three. Three out of four conversions played one out of three for the Dragons. Two out of two penalty attempts for both teams. 86% completion played 75%. 105-plus running metres for Penrith. Three line breaks to four. 200, uh, 25 tackle busts. <laughs> 200. 25 tackle busts played 34. Eight offloads to nine. One force dropout from both teams. 338 tackles played 356. Seven errors to ten. Both teams gave away six penalties. Four ruck infringements against Penrith. One against the Dragons. One inside the ten for the Dragons. Ravalara with 96 supercoach points. Brian Toto with 85. Zayo with 83. Once again, it was well. The key, the key points here, the the two you just mentioned, Yo and Biza, on the back up again. No, they had the, till the Sunday night. They were absolutely sensational. Two hundred again that, meters again. That, they you? those two were probably the difference at the end of the day. I would mm. suggest. Yeah, absolutely. Yo's footwork through the middle, everything you get from Yo, standard Yo, a, absolute peak Yo. Dragged him when he needed to get dragged. Played the ball when he get played, and um, came up with the match winning play with match, the offload. To yeah, put so, um, Put the big fella away, the front rower, just <laughs> to score the last try of the game. But um, really tough game. Probably one of the Dragons' better performances of the year, I thought. Um, yeah, Cleary, as you mentioned, is a big, big problem for both the Dragons and New South Wales. Um, and Penrith as well. Really stunted their attack for probably 25, 30 minutes. They did not seem to have any idea what to do for the next 20 to 30 minutes. Cogger did sort of pull them out of a hole. I thought he was quite good there's actually something, coming there's in. Something, like, you've got to give credit to the Penrith system in that you see with O'Sullivan, you saw a bit of Cogger here, is once they everyone works it out and gets back to the flow, they don't miss a lot of beats. Yeah, so, like, yeah. The kicks are going to be a bit shallower. The, yeah, you know, the running game is not going to be as do. much. But I, I was disappointed yeah. in, and I don't, you know, there's going to be Penrith fans, we know who they are, going to write in, but... I was disappointed a little I didn't try and take more charge because at the yeah, time it happened, absolutely. they were on top and they could have really put the sword down. Well, Cogger still ended up being the dominant half by exactly. the end of the game. And that was yeah. the perfect time for Lua. He only had to put on a right foot step and put someone over the line. Everyone shuts up. The game's over. He can look like a world beater. You probably go off because they scored two more. But he'd never – he almost shied away from it. Well, they stopped taking risks in attack, like, all yeah. together. They just went, we're going to just shut this down and play through the middle of the field which was to their detriment, really, because the Dragons were still pretty intent on trying to get the ball wide and do a few different things in the middle of the field. 
and they they got in front um, and probably should have gone on with the game, but for whatever reason, it didn't seem to happen. Ravaloa with a couple of really strong tries. Like, it wasn't just catch and fall over stuff. It was bashing through guys yeah. and taking guys with him. I uh, thought there was two beautiful efforts there. Um, then a couple of really nice kicks. One for Toto off Cogger where he just runs in untouched and Lomax with a beautiful jump over the top of, um, I think it was Crichton at the time, and to, to grab the ball and score. But, um, yeah, it was really tough, good performance. Some, both teams displayed a bit of skill at different times in this game. You, which, you also mentioned that um, Dragons were cruel because why did Little spend – did he get HIA? Yeah. Because he ended up coming back on, but he spent too much time off the field. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, they lost to Bellin. Mm. You know, it's a more interesting game than I thought they – like I said about the Bulldogs, they were the best Dragons they could be in this game. Mm. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. They were, they were, they were very good. Um, bit of brilliance from Isaiah Yeo to break open the game at the back end. That, that you know, charge into the line, take a couple of guys with him, and an offload to, for um, for Leo to score the match winner. Um, both Dragon centers had a very good game. I thought, uh, you yes. know, uh, Lomax and Sully both had very good games in this one. Jack DeBellin and Burns were good. They crawled them a lot when DeBellin got a HIA and didn't come back. Sewer and Little were probably their best two forwards. And as you mentioned, uh, Little probably spent too much time off the field and should have been on there for longer. But um, Well, shot only because he, came, he eventually came back on was why I was a bit, mm. a bit confused. And also because they had him in multi. So and, um, and cost me ben Hunt and Ravalawa were their best, obviously. Leona and Fish, Martin did a job without Hunt's, um, Hunt's, real, Hunt's kicking game is probably going to be underrated in every other review, but this one, because I'm mentioning it. Mm. Um, but he found Edwards out, who's been yep. oh, the best half fullback in the comp. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, on three or four different on, occasions, yeah. Well, kick two tries off kicks mm-hmm. and uh, and 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 uh, found him out another couple of times. Uh, so he's he was outstanding, Ben Hunt. A lot of grubbers back in against the green away from Edwards, yeah, yeah across the post. And for, for, just... Mr. for Mr. Always There and all we've heard about. From Penrith fans, he should be playing one for New South Wales. <laughs> well, he didn't particularly... Like, you know, you can't blame him because you're allowed to get fooled by one of the best players in the game, but um, wasn't particularly covering himself in a state of origin glory in this game. For all the kicks I've given Kenny during the year, I thought he's very good in this game. Uh, and they've obviously backed him because mm. Sonny Luke dropped out. They've obviously backed him that he's going to be the bloke's going to make 50 tackles and get through it, so... Yeah. Um, didn't set the world on fire, but he was very good. So was Sorensen. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, Cogger did a job, um, did more than he needed to at uh, different times. Uh, filled in very well there. Uh, Targo, Taruva, and Toto were their best, like the best outside backs. Targo actually came back really well, good. considering how you know his injury. Taruva's just always there. He doesn't, you know, he pretty much sticks to his wing. But whenever he's needed, he he does what he needs to do and. Um, yeah, Isaiah Yo, I thought for mine was the guy who took this game and ended up winning it for Penrith. So. How big an out is Nathan Cleary for the next six weeks? Massive. They're going to hit the Roosters this week, which could be that game. Could be that. What even is that game which we're about to preview? Could be forty <laughs> nil either way. Could be fucking. Yeah. You know. uh, they're going to cop the Cowboys, the Knights, the Storm, the Dolphins, and the Bull. They've got a great draw. Mm. Penrith, geez, they can get some kissed on the ass sometimes. Um, you so know what you're going to get out of Cogger, but the, you're not going to get um, the flashes of brilliance that you know 
get provided by yeah. Cleary when they're when they're absolutely needed. So those really close games may they may just get edged out in a few of those really close games going through the next six to eight weeks. And Dragons just going to be here there, aren't they? They, they, they? they might knock a couple. They're going to struggle. They're going to get bossed. They're going to finish last. Yeah. They, they who do they beat? Exactly. In a comp that's that close, they could possibly, you know, they'll have their day where they will beat someone and you'll go, holy fuck, well, you know, how did that happen? But it's, I don't think it's going to happen often enough. Dragons fans should just celebrate. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, essentially where Tigers were this time last year when all the same shit went down. It's just going to be what's going to be. Three points to Yo, two points to Biza. And when you go Hunt? Or you I know. had two for Ravalawa. I thought okay. what he's, the way he finished those two tries, yeah. uh, not many other um, winger would have scored those two tries. You're just a these days, but I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I remember when he used to be cool. He runs like a front rower, though. You're allowed to. Right. <laughs> and a point for Ravalawa. To'o. Yeah. And uh, To'o, yes. No, To'o, To'o, to to and two. one to yes. Ravalawa. Ben Hunt's extremely unlucky to miss out there. Absolutely. Uh, let's take this ship home. We're going to give a... Do you have a pot plan of the week? Not... I didn't do my research, mate. That's fine, because I've got... I'm going to give an honorary pot plan. And it's, it's not particularly fair, this one, but <laughs> Jerome Luai should have stepped up in that situation. A state of, for any other team, a state of origin 5-8 wins them that game and wins them comfortably. But I'm going to give pot plan of the week to uh, Aaron Shoup and Jojo Fafita, who <laughs> just stood calmly by as uh, as Cody Walker. They just yeah, relaxed and uh, copped it as Cody Walker and Tass and Johnson had their way. Uh, so not so much a pot plan as a starfish this week, because that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's them. Uh, have you got oh, one for yeah, us? Mine was Moylan, mate. Like, I know statistically it doesn't say that he would be beaten by a pot plant, but he... For me, there was a space of about 10 minutes in this game where he looked like he was actively trying to, <laughs> to give the opposition yes. an advantage. And his defence is, yeah, deplorable at times. His kicking game was horrible uh, for the entirety of the night. And, yeah, I, I just think if with the different 5-8 five out, five, eight out there, the game probably ends up 2018 or, you know, close enough to being one. So... Yeah, he was, um, when we were messaging uh, Saturday night, he was odds on to be a pot plant this week. You got a slap of the week. I'm going to slap Jared Sutton at Adam G because I can, that's all. <laughs> Jared Sutton. <laughs> and we've made a rule of not doing that, but fuck him. But fuck him? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, to be honest... I think um, probably, yeah, just the Titans. You've, you already mentioned the guys out there. Their outside defence is deplorable, and if they don't fucking fix this game up, they're going to be consistently... Like, how'd they lose, I think it's seven games now, where they've led yeah. at half-time by double-digit figures as well and then turn up and... They just can't fucking shut down the opposition's attack so many times and they can see 20, 30 points in the space of half an hour and lose game after game. Like, the whole back five need a bit of a slap and fucking learn how to defend. Yeah. AJ's back this week. We'll see if... Uh, when you talk about captains, maybe he's one that... Oh, Brimson back this week. Yeah, yeah right. So he's, a, he's a big in. Big in. Uh, you got a salute for us? Um, Sean Johnson. I mentioned Val Holmes as well. He's probably a bit unlucky to miss out, but I, I thought Sean Johnson did everything that you'd expect out of a top-grade first 
uh, a first-grade halfback in this game, and um, it's one of the best games I think I've seen him play for five, six years. So. I'm going to salute uh, a blanket. So I'm going to salute all the Origin players that backed up, mm. and, and no one even shirked that task. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was outstanding, but particularly James Tedesco. Teddy to come out and uh, put roosters on his shoulders two days, uh, three days after what happened. Kudos to him and Appy for doing it. Forty-eight hours later and being more than a more than good. Yep. There are salutes this week. Uh, check out roguelegmerch.com. Check out uh, our socials, Facebook and Instagram. You find Footy and Frothies. We also have a Twitter, but. I've deleted the app this week. I've had enough. Right, of, okay. Um, <laughs> fucking middle-class Americans being angry at each other. It's just a fucking cesspool there. So uh, find us on the other two. What a disgrace. If you're watching on YouTube, you can leave us some comments below. Let us know what you think. Uh, Absolutely. Get involved. Yeah, tell us so many shit. times. We'll, uh, Yell at us. We're tell on us the way to getting some, um, some guests on board in the next month, hopefully. So... Looking forward to all of that. So you should listen to our little echo chamber we live in. <laughs> but it's a pleasure as always, David. Uh, I'm going to make you stick mm-hmm. around because I reckon we're going to get straight in this preview and do it in 25 minutes. Right, okay. No? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, that's what I like. So now i got to tell we're in. See you, everyone. <laughs>